Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. really a slut for a fall breeze. <laughs> oh, you're a slut for a lot of things. Hello. Welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma the Slut. And this is our <laughs> podcast where we talk about sex. We talk about having it. We talk about talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Giving it to yourself. Giving it to others. We spread it. We spread them. Whatever you want. We're <laughs> spreading them. We're spreading it out for you like a uh-huh. fine dinner table. Uh, a dinnerscape? A dinnerscape. I, I was going to go with a schmear. Like a good oh. cream cheese. We're spreading it out. I Yeah, sure. I was thinking a dinner spread, a cheese spread. Mm. Yeah, but it, I meant it in more of a charcuterie way. Got Anyways, it. this month at Honey Do Me, we are talking about putting yourself out there. As we like to say... Pussing yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, is it a good damn time. Yes. I, there's no other month besides November that I think I should put myself out there. You know, it's my Mm-mm. birthday month. I'm like, fuck it. Yes. Another year. Let's tag on some slutty behavior, you know? If there's one month a year <laughs> we're going to do it, it's November. It's November. <laughs> it's November. Um so we are in what week two of this, and we mm-hmm. are diving in today with Amy and April of Shameless Sex Podcast, mm-hmm. and we're talking about putting yourself out there. Yeah, <laughs> um, I did fangirl a little bit, but off camera, so you won't hear it <laughs> off the record. <laughs> we have been huge fans of Shameless Sex since before starting our podcast. Um, And it was so fun to talk to two people who, at least to us, come off extremely confident and capable in and outside of the bedroom, and then therefore know how to get people in your bedroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk about so many things in this episode. It's like hard to encapsulate it other than like putting yourself out there to get what the fuck you want Uh in sex, in life, in dating. Um, And they just have so many fun actionable tips yeah to get what you fucking want Mm -hmm. and they really hit on which makes sense because of the name of their podcast but shame and rejection which Mm -hmm. we've talked about before but i really appreciated their perspective as well as like their hard and fast pickup lines or way to really be like open and approachable to people if you're trying to get like hit on or picked up on um Mm -hmm. and like that's what we're looking for when we're saying like putting ourselves out there i want to like go out there, get hit on, hit on other people yeah. and feel confident even if I get a little bit rejected or feel a little bit weird. Put my little tentacles out there. My tentacles. See what I catch. <laughs> see what I bring in. Also, though, we talk about putting yourself out there in your long-term relationships too. Yes, I had some questions about that because I mm-hmm. happen to be in one of those and Haven't it heard, is but sure. deceivingly 
difficult <laughs> to put yourself out there despite knowing a person deeply and intimately. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's all yeah. hard. And I think that's the good part. Yeah. The good Ain't part. It just. <laughs> Ain't it just. So we hope you enjoy Amy and April. We sure as hell did. Um, and we'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side. Bye. Bye. So my name is Amy, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Shameless Sex Podcast, and I can give you a whole laundry list of all the many hats I wear in the human sexuality world, and maybe I'll get into that a little later. Uh, But I am here with one of my best friends and the other wonderful half of Shameless Sex Podcast, April. April, tell us about yourself, even though we're not going to the laundry list yet. Oh, yeah. No laundry (laughs) list. Uh, I'm April, and we're really excited to be here and talk to the world about sex and shameless sex because I think the whole world would be a better place. If there was just a lot more shameless sex. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, no laundry list. I'll just say we're also uh, co-authors of the upcoming book, Shameless, Shameless Sex. sex. So. Yay. <laughs> well, we would love to start there. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your book? I think it's coming out November 14th, right? Yes. yes. Okay, amazing. Uh, we're so proud of this book. Mm-hmm. And it took us two years to write this. It was a labor of love. And it's kind of, does anyone remember out there in listener land? Also, you too, Cass and Emma, uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yes. From back in the day, mm-hmm. where you could choose your own. So this is not fiction, everyone. However, the concept is similar because sex is, it's it can be an adventure. It can be a journey, right? That's something that we all know from, from different um, weeks to different partners to different years of your life. And so this book is a compilation of some of the most commonly asked sex questions that we have received over the many years of having Shameless Sex Podcast since 2017. And they all kind of fit into these kind of like eight general categories, no joke, like all of them. And so we took those and streamlined um, some of our top experts that we've had in the show over the years and um, to answer people's sex questions, but also not giving people a one size fits all approach because unfortunately mm-hmm. and fortunately there's not a a little a little blue pill you can swallow except to- for Viagra that works for dicks right, but- that <laughs> one could be. Um, not all dicks but a lot of them yeah so you could kind of flip back and, and then choose the outcome that you desire and um it we realized towards the end of writing it that it's like it kind of is past present future and we didn't know because you have to do the work with the past to kind of tap into the present to get where you want to be in the future. And uh, that's something that I'm super stoked on. And it's also funny mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Playful. playful. Yeah. And it's not just us talking. It's all a lot of other educators, authors, doctors, all, all the all the humans, a lot of them who have been on our show, actually, uh, and people who have not as well. And so, um, like April said, you, you know, instead of saying, here's the answer to your thing that that is a common issue or an issue that you're dealing with right now. What's the outcome you desire? And then where do you want to go? Which makes way more sense. It's very much like shameless sex premise. We we don't tell you like, here's who you should be as a sexual being. That's not why. That's why we're shameless sex. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so more so it's like, well, we're, like, who are you? Where do you want to go? And how do we get you there? And here's the many options. And I'll just end with this. It's, it's the book that we... We, so we wrote the book that we wish we had when we were teenagers in our 20s and our 30s. And, you know, we're, we're some one of us is in our 40s now. We <laughs> wish we had it and we will have it because we wrote it in our 50s, 60s, 70s. Uh, and it's for everyone of all ages to guide you no matter where you are in your sexual journey. I would give this to my kid if I had a kid. Seriously. I really, <laughs> I really would. Yeah. Yeah. 18 and up. But, you know, if you're like 16, you should probably read it. You no, should I probably say that. read it too. <laughs> That's amazing and so exciting. I was flipping through the context page and 
without giving anything away, I feel like the chapters that you guys listed out and like the sub it's like everything that Cass and I have talked about wanting to learn everything that we've also built like our sexual education space around because it's just starting from like breaking down shame and asking, you know, for what you want and not, I don't know, just like not steering away from your fantasies and your interests. It just it sounded so cool. So I'm a big fan of what you guys are putting out there. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Yeah, so, cry. Our little our little baby <laughs> book. And one thing I'll say just about writing a book, y'all, is um it's a it's a big task. We wrote ourselves. No, there's no AI involved and no <laughs> ghostwriters. Okay. And that's a thing. People have asked us, big like, did you thing. use AI? Did you write like, it? I don't think that that would be a good idea no. because a computer awful. generated I don't know. So it, we didn't even know it existed at the yeah. time when we started. And even if we did, I we, we wouldn't have used it. But it, but with April and I, so April and I have known each other since two thousand six. And we have worked in the sex toy industry together since 2008. And, uh, and we've always knew, we always know that we do some like creative endeavor together. And we've, we've done those things like working for different sex toy companies and traveling together. Uh, and so this book concept came up in 2018. We came up with the concept, which is the choose your own pleasure path. Uh, and, but it took us a couple of years to actually start writing it. And what I will say is, uh, it is like you're in a whole nother relationship that you never even thought you'd be in. Like the book is like our, we're in like a polyamorous relationship and we have partners on the side too. So we're, we're like in this polycule. It's, it's like a child that yeah. we birthed. Oh, maybe it's a child and it's very, it needs a lot of attention. Um, and, so, um, and we love it and we're really proud of it. But yes, just that was like, and also we were like, maybe we should have got our own therapist while we were writing it. Huh, uh, like we're good now, but wow, there's some moments like we should have had therapy. Uh, anyways, okay, that's amazing. <laughs> Cass Next and I time. have definitely been through those moments where we're like, huh, a friend therapist would be great if you're in business together. <laughs> so were you two friends Seriously. before? Sorry, I know I'm not the interviewer, but I'm curious. Were you two friends before the podcast? Yeah, we were friends. We met in college, and we were friends uh, for a couple years before the podcast. But we met in a sexuality class. Oh, so awesome. In college, in a sexuality ca- class in That's college. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I love you all even more now hearing yeah. your stories. Okay, cool. <laughs> so like Emma said, we are such fans of what you guys are putting out there. And something that we've been really focusing on at Honey Do Me, and specifically this month, is this idea of putting yourself out there in general, specifically in the bedroom, in sex, in dating, all of that. So we've been trying to break down what that really means to us. And when we were talking about it, we realized it's like we want to be those bitches that put themselves out there to get what they want in the bedroom, aren't afraid to ask for it and feel confident in doing so. And so we would love to kind of break that down in terms of how a single person can do that and then how somebody in a long term relationship can do that. Mm -hmm. But we want to start out with single. With so single. Emma's going to kick us off. Yeah. For that. Because I'm the single half um, ah. of this dynamic, which actually works out really well. We feel like we like put that sandwich together. I'm the single one. She's the married one. It works great. We have tons of questions. So um, being single and wanting to put myself out there, I feel like I've seen a lot of things on TikTok about like turning your inner light on and like turning on this energy that you have to the world to accept, I don't know, new adventures, new experiences. So what is your take and opinion on like starting to be just being ready to put yourself out there in the world? How should we start doing that? Okay. This is, so it's funny because although it's singles and people that are in long-term relationships, it does sort of start with the same 
principal piece and that is it starts with you meaning identifying what 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 are your turn-ons because we're speaking about sexuality but even um when you are learning about your own body because it changes and you're developing new information all the time and you're experiencing new environmental things and new and experiencing maybe some some new um podcast information that you <laughs> that you attained and you're like whoa I didn't even know that was possible and so exploring continuously practicing and exploring your own sexuality but with yourself mm -hmm. and even mm -hmm. if you are in a long-term partnership now that could sound really simplistic but that would be I think the first stepping stone and that was one thing that we've discovered throughout the years of shameless sex it's like um and in the book too it's like it all starts with you mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. really me no one can fix me or no one can because you're not broken first of all you don't need fixing but no one's going to bring you the pleasure that you're that you're really um probably wanting to seek you you kind of have to do that they can but you have to learn how to communicate that yeah, and figure out with within yourself uh, first and foremost. Unless you have something like you're you're really lucky, you have some fabulous lover that's very present and is able to like I you do know, work you like a Rubik's cube. But that could but change. It could, yeah, that could change too. Uh, and the first thing that came to mind for me was um, when I remember. I think April, you, you can resonate. I remember April's a single person. She did the same thing. <laughs> so there's like single Amy where I'm like. I just, I don't, I don't really know who I am. I don't, I, I need something. I need someone. I'm feeling mm. like really, I don't, I don't know. And like, I want a partner. I want to have sex. I want to have someone for the night, get attention. Ah, and um, unsettled, ungrounded. And then also just not connected to me. And that goes hand in hand with April saying. So April's talking more like self-pleasure, but, but also similarly self-love. And yeah, there's like, you have to love yourself before anyone else can love right. you. Eh, I don't, eh, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you, like maybe it's helpful or we need to, or whatever words you want to use um, to connect with ourselves and learn to like ourselves and maybe love certain part of ourselves uh, before we can really offer that to, or connect with other people because we are, I don't, I'm mean, like magnetism and transformation. <laughs> but we are kind of like get your crystals out, get your crystals yeah. and gems <laughs> out, everyone. But Burn like, the sage. So right here's now. my example why I think that's true. So I don't use the word like magnetize, although I might say that. Um, I think it's a but, good word. But the times that I've been single, and again, I've seen April in this too. I'm like, damn, go you on fire? <laughs> uh, where I felt so connected to me and settled in me, and like it didn't mean I have all the answers. There's still work to do, but I was not seeking and pushing to have someone else figure it out for me or fulfill a thing for me I was and I and I was like getting really fulfilled by friends and work or whatever you know there's other ways and living my life and adventure and travel when I was in that place and I go out to single people places oh my god the like the dudes were like Ugh, like gravitating towards me like zombies magnetize it yeah it, magnetize, it is magnetizing. It is. and my friend's like what the fuck is going on yeah did you change your perfume yeah or it's it's kind of Catnip. incredible you could be wearing a sweatsuit or or yeah. like a turtleneck and and people are just drawn it is i've seen it and, and i've experienced it and you're not trying to do a thing right and that's the it, that's the thing like not trying to do a thing you're finding like the middle ground but, but like between not doing anything and not giving a shit or like not doing enough to like not doing too much to just being, but mm -hmm. it takes those little bits to connect with you to actually be able to just be, and it take it's a process and it's, and it's work, but there's some really good stuff there. Mm -hmm. That's amazing advice for like reframing. I feel like the energy shift of like how you view your night out and like what, 
you want the end goal to be. And I think decentering, um, like male attention or taking away, like, I want, I don't know. I want like someone to ask me for my number and call me beautiful. And I want them to like fall in love with me. And I want that to be my night, but also like taking, like wanting that, but taking that away as like the main objective. I've also tried to focus on that because back to yourself. I feel like that makes you so much hotter in general to just be like confident and walking into a room and like tonight's about me, not about you, but I'm also insecure. So I feel like it's hard when we're trying to be these people who focus only on ourselves, but this like insecurity to get validation, you know, it's like kind of working on both of those things at the same time while you're trying to put yourself out there and have fun. I feel like there's a lot that goes on in your head as a person. Mm-hmm. And there could also be a fine line sometimes where people, I, that's the thing, like you, you can exude confidence, but you don't want to seem like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much space. And th- I think there's a fine line. Everyone kind of, I think maybe if you know yourself well and you, you do things outside of pleasuring yourself, but things that light you up, it could be going to a yoga class or reading a book by yourself that you're, you're learning more about something that you uh, enjoy or are, are intrigued by. Um, but those kinds of things can slowly lead to exuding confidence without being a total prick or asshole, mm-hmm. you know, like being like, I'm an egotistical maniac and I'm the best person here. So and attractive when you do that. So giving me their yeah. number. It's not like that. Uh, uh-huh. Because they're, 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 I mean, I've never been like that, but I've, I've been with people at the bar. Where I'm like, well, I think they're, they might be just a little bit too, too mm-hmm. into themselves right now. I'm going to yeah. go over here. Well, and there's a difference between that being, I'm like, um, so there's like, there's confident and then there's like, cocky or full of yourself and and I think it really comes down to so we can't press a button and be like oh confidence you know I'm I'm good now I'm not insecure anymore you know and so like I have insecurities even those moments when I was walking around everyone's like damn look at Amy I had insecurities in me for sure it's not that they weren't there Uh, so it's not like oh no someday I'll be completely healed and pure and not have all these things in myself that I still question or feel anxiety or something Um, but like how can you focus on the, like April said, the things that fill your cup or like I, we talk about it as like a resource tank. And it's not our theory, by the way, this is like other therapeutic me- methods that talk about this. We have a resource tank for our energy, also for our self-love though. And you can fill it up with every little thing. Like April said, like the yoga class or maybe not yoga is not your fucking thing. You want to just go for <laughs> a walk to the grocery store and it feels awesome. You know, you, you do you, but every little bit helps. And if it might not be like the end of the day, I, you feel super sexy and ready to tackle the world, but the more you do that and you continued that practice of, of filling your own resource tank, um, the more you can go into a space of feeling more alive and then focus on things that you like about yourself or love. Don't compare yourself to like that girl over there, that dude over there or that human over there. You know, oh, they have, all, they look like they have it all together. Just so you know, they don't, like, I they was, really I, don't. I tapped into my inner Mick Jagger all the time when I was single because this I was you're like, get the wolf cut haircut. No, no, this is when, wolf I, cut, when, by I, was, the way. when I was single. Um, I love a good, a, a good shag wolf cut. Yeah. And it's just that <laughs> inner, shag. like give zero fucks. However, mm-hmm. you have swagger like Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> the swagger thing is like, I want that. <laughs> and you already I, have it. Uh, thank you. How do you embody it if it doesn't feel like it comes yeah. naturally? I feel like you I watch Mick Jagger all the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so here's the thing. So I'm going to bring this to like sexy, right? So the word sexy, 
a lot of people don't identify with, um, especially for like, you know, vulva. I'm, I'm one of them. April, but April's sexy as fuck. She just doesn't know it. But that's my opinion. And so to me, I'm like, you're sexy. You just, you don't know what you're sexy and you know, but you know, reverse. We also have another <laughs> friend who wants, we don't use names on our show, who like fucks, like she has, you know, when she has sex, she has 20 orgasms. She's so sexual. She's so that's hot. Great. Sexy is also not her word. And I, my personal opinion on that is that we've been, um, sold this idea what sexy is and it's this one way of or a couple ways of being a sexy human and um and so yeah if you don't have it try to feel into but what's your word what's your expression and it, maybe it's not sexy is it maybe it's not confident you know is it is it hot is it strong is it juicy is, is it, it badass delicious? yeah oh. is it fierce or like or is it like i don't know i'm kind of like a cute little house is it cat is it cute is it adorable yeah <laughs> what is it? well what is it and that and you do you in your unique way as long as it's consensual you know all consensual sex is good sex but we don't have to be what the next person's version is of confident or, or erotic or all those things. We are, we are, are us and it couldn't evolve, but we don't have to change that. Absolutely. I love finding your own word. I feel like that in and of itself can bring you more confidence when you're actually identifying with the words you're calling yourself. <laughs> like, totally. Oh, I love that. And also my word is still swagger. And Mick yeah. Jagger will be my new idol, apparently, for <laughs> finding my swag when I'm out and about. Um, when we're like, so let's say we are now out in the world and we're just embracing being a human, trying to put ourselves out there with everything we just said. And we're ready to find just six for the night. Where are we going to find people we want to have sex with and we feel confident you know, are we going to places where t people would like typically hook up like bars or are we actually just trying to put ourselves out there in environments that we already typically go to like a yoga studio or whatever you do with your day to day? That's a great question. It's mm -hmm. like a million dollar question or maybe it's even a, a few million dollars um, because grocery stores would be a great spot. <laughs> yeah, answers, I, grocery stores. <laughs> really? But there's so many various places that folks I, I've had immense amount of single friends um mostly my women friends some dudes um that have been on dating app after dating app after dating app where they're matched with people and they go out and it's just a total flop right mm -hmm. and then they were at the grocery store one day or at some sort of fitness maybe a studio whatever if or it like was a cafe the, for your coffee or, right yeah. and they met the their person um for that time period and sometimes for a long period uh at at a basic place without alcohol or, or spirits at all, or, or an app. And mm -hmm. it's, it's time and time again, I can say that. So it's not the easiest question to answer because timing is everything, right? Um, running into that person, but apps are really helpful for a lot of folks. And, and I don't ever want to discredit that. And I think if you're going to uh, a band that you love and you're going to see music, you already know you probably have something in common with folks at that venue, most likely, unless their friends drag them there because they, they're single and they want them to <laughs> hang out and you find and the one person that hates uh, it. <laughs> but airports, I mean, I've, oh, when I was so single, many babes in airports. I hooked up oh, with the dude. We God. just made out, but I met him on the airplane next yeah. to me and we ended up in Nashville. We got off in Nashville. I was working. Um, 
there like the next morning I had an 8 a.m. meeting and we like started talking on the airplane got off he's like oh I want to take you back to your hotel like gentle gentlemanly like because I was like oh no you're not going anywhere near my hotel room you could be a <laughs> psycho killer qu'est-ce que say? and I was like no so we made out outside and I was like okay bye make you could call me maybe tomorrow we could have lunch and it was so fun but that was a connection point mm-hmm. and so that's yeah you've met people a lot of random places too where I'm like what like oh you gave someone your number when we were at Salt Lake City oh yeah the the, the server. server yeah the, the ser- person serving this, us yeah the server uh, we were taking like our clients out to to dinner there and I was like he's really, I was single I was like he's really hot what do you guys think I should do I was with April I was and like, give him your some number. customers there in the sex toy industry <laughs> and like I don't know give him a number and so I wrote it down and he called later and well you know some things happen after that and so yeah so grocery stores I'll just elaborate on that most people go to grocery stores. And it's the place where everyone kind of has to go, but some people get delivery, you know, so whatever, you won't see everyone there, but like almost all people go to a grocery store. Now, do they go to, uh, I'll say some brands here, but like your, lo- your local health food store, do they go to like your Safeway Vons, you know, wherever you shop, do they go to Target? Uh, do you, you know, and where do you go? Do they go to a grocery outlet? I don't know. We're not CBS saying this- in the preparation H yeah. aisle. Yeah, yeah. And that's all Been there. Good. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Preparation H is good for a lot of things. And so you go, to these places and so so like if you're looking for the person that also shops at you know whole foods or the natural food store like go there but here's the here's the trick look the fuck up because most people are looking at the fruits and the vegetables and the, the things that they're buying good for you for eating fruits and vegetables but if you're not actually looking and paying attention to your outside world meaning like cruising a little bit but you don't have to cruise you're not like hey hey but looking yeah yeah a little, little slow like <laughs> a little slow a, wave as you're yeah. pushing Hi. your cart but looking around and and you could do this as a fun experiment go to the grocery store like slowly move and buy vegetables or whatever you're whatever you're into with pizzas and uh look up and don't even do anything but just take notice of how many people you are somewhat attracted to super attracted to not attracted to make it a fun experiment then go back and and you know, add some more to that. Okay, now I'm going to like try to make eyes with someone I'm attracted to over the some melons in your hand, maybe. <laughs> and and then maybe the bold thing is like I've had people do this with me at the grocery store, like making we like smile and, and connect with the eyes, which I think is a little bit of a, a potential opening. It's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk, and they're like, "Oh, hey." I, 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 often it's like I know I noticed podcast. you yeah, yeah. that cucumber and I was like Yo, good nice do you want to see my aubergine yeah and you're like no yeah um, I don't think that ever happened yeah. however that's and, how I played it out in my head yes and so that's a grocery store but and lastly I'll say is just wherever what's your jam right is your jam the yoga class the fitness class going to a cafe going for a walk in nature is it you know the grocery store all these pieces go do those things but look up and pay attention to what your surroundings and you have to also be in a place to be open to that though when you're going through heartache and things it can be really hard and maybe you're not ready to do that uh, i know that i can haven't I been add past. one more piece because i know Please. we're taking up a lot of space with this but it's <laughs> I, I i know that weddings if you're going to a wedding it is a or even a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah if you're going to these events sometimes those are great places to meet other singles because a lot I've met I met my partner my current partner at a wedding um and I tested him out before just so you know I had sex with him a couple times before they dated and so we but we didn't we knew of each other but we had never uh 
met each other really but yeah she vetted him i was like you should have sex with him and, and look at her now what, six years later. was it as in like you knew that it would be good for her and you're like i'll try it first don't worry or she, was no, it just I, no, I was already on my own mission she was in her okay. own world of dating and then she said she wanted to try dating like an older seasoned man i was like how about this guy's <laughs> he's but good being yeah. a plus one is i swear to you it has been I'll, I've taken some of my single girlfriends to weddings with me as my date that uh, I know that the people getting married are amazing and there will be people hanging out. A lot of them can be single and there's typically no children. So there's no distractions. If like, you know, if there's kids running around and people are distracted or feeling like they can't be um, in their own element because uh, it could be single, single dads, single, mm. right? Like new divorcee. And that was the, <laughs> the only other piece that I wanted to say. Um, and to finalize this on, on my end is that sometimes you may think you have a type Right. And uh -huh. you have this ideal vision of what this perfect partner would look like or be like, maybe what they what they would. I, I don't know what how tall they would be, for instance, is a great is a great one. And sometimes your ideal isn't necessarily what is is what really will be great for you and being open to um to what comes at you energetically and kind of uh, experimenting with that. Now you don't have to meet some rando at the grocery store and bang him, you know, in the bathroom to check him out. You can <laughs> go for it. If you that's, can. if that's if that you're into that, uh, you know, be safe in, in terms of make sure your friends know where you are and have your location. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. that that's important. Uh, but like if someone says what's up to you and you're like, ew, he is so short. That is, that is, that can be a hang up. Because they could be a really, and really it's fabulous person too. Exactly. Like it's a comp, unless mm. someone's like, "Hey, girl, nice tits." Like that's offensive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if they're like, "Oh, hi," and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're talking to me," you know, like it's a compliment. So there's a difference. Yeah. Anyways, I'll end it with that. Like that kind of drives me crazy. People are like, I can't believe he was hitting on me. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself. Celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off that makes that those are such great examples of ways to put yourself like in the position to draw in energy and attention when you're out in public and what you were saying about 
going for your types. That is also where I find my hangups. Um, my types tend to run away from me and rejection is hard when you're putting yourself out there and you're trying new things or you're saying like the pickup lines that you've practiced in the mirror or the confidence that you're like putting on for the day. So I guess how do we navigate a little bit of rejection as we're still trying on our new found confidence? Okay. Rejection. Dun, dun, dun. Ah! That, that word, that word, that's so hard. Uh, yeah. Rejection is, let's face it. It is a tough thing to, for, for a lot of folks, it's not easy to feel lesser than, or that's like deflated. Right. And rejection on any form, in any form, especially when it comes to being vulnerable and putting yourself out there, um, that is a risk, right? However, if you really do want to, um, like think of it as an acting job, like there, you know, (laughs) there's going to be 10 maybe in a row that, that don't see you for how beautiful and incredible that you are, um, and how much that love that you have for yourself. And so, knowing that it is a risk and also if not if you are deflated take some time out and then go back with confidence to be like that is their loss mm-hmm. actually because i know i'm a badass human and i know i'm a lot of fun and i know that that i i could bring a lot to the table that's what i always think and and, and you they're also maybe doing you um a service in the end uh because do you really want to be in any sort of um I don't know, not relation, but in any sort of communication or flirtation with someone that is probably not authentic. So if they're just like, yo, um, I, because ghosting, I think is even worse than rejection. I think actually being real to be like, I think you're awesome. Um, right now is just not a good time for me. I'm going through something awesome. And if they're just, uh, ghosting, I have zero respect for that because I think that is, that's a, that's a, a, a the, the saddest way out of situations. You right? think it's the easy way. It's not the no. easy way, everyone. Mm-hmm. No the ghosting. coward's way. It is. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, yeah, own it, own up to it. So I was thinking about when you said that about um Charlie so uh doc- doctor, right? Dr. Charlie Glickman, he has been on our show maybe three times now. Uh he wrote the book The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Play, co co authored it. Um but he's not all about prostates, everyone You're like rejection prostates, this makes no sense. <laughs> um but so he he's he's a sex and relationship coach, he does the sexological body worker. So he says, one, um, rejection in the dating world when you don't really know someone and they're like not into you, it's not actually rejection of you because they don't actually know you. Right. They're not rejecting your overall whole being, your everything about your personality, everything about your looks. They're based on some like basically like little TikTok pictures or or hinge pictures or, you know, like it's very quick. Um, or some things that you said and Your use of emojis and I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Some emojis, <laughs> you know, rejection after three to four dates, that's a little different, but yet they still don't fully know all of you. So if you can take that perspective into account of this, that there's, that is like, I am this whole person. They, they don't know all of me and whatever's out here that they're seeing just does, isn't aligned with them. In, in fact, it's really not that personal. Maybe they're thinking like, oh, yeah, you're, I, want, I want a girl with like big tits. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> and also that's them. It's not personal to you. There's plenty of other girls with, or women who don't have big tits that are like not their jam. The other thing that I believe is his is to practice ex- ex- uh, expecting and accepting rejection. So 
and I've actually talked to clients about this because I do sex and relationship coaching, uh, where um, someone was terrified of rejection, nice 21-year-old penis-owning human. And uh, so the homework, and I think he was in Char- inspired by Charlie, was to go out in the world, whether and I, with the gym was what we found for him. He likes the gym. Go out in the world and try a fun experiment of actually going up and approaching someone that you're attracted to. Again, not like, hey, you look so nice, but more like, hi, I saw you from across the room. I just want to introduce myself. My name is so-and-so. What's your name? And if you and ex- here's here's the the kicker is expect to get rejected. Go into it. I know it's weird, like they lower the standards, but go into it already. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm here to practice what it feels like to get rejected. I already know that maybe this is or likely to happen. Not that you're a shitty person, but you're going into the openness and, uh, and then go and sit with that versus like, Oh my God, Oh my God, wait, I hope this happens. And then it doesn't. And now you're unprepared. And so then you can practice what it is to feel that, you know, we all get, I don't know one person that hasn't been rejected. Who's at least, you know, 25 and up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and if they say they have, and I'm like, I don't know about that, but Okay, yeah, and if you get cool. rejected, you can say something really <laughs> awesome like, Thank well, you. <laughs> you just, you, you're just walking away from about the best thing that would have ever happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> that is, uh, what's the Julia Roberts movie? Um, pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah, it feels like such a pretty woman exit to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, practice makes me want to throw up, but I think that that makes a lot of sense to practice like gracefully exiting the scene. Um, you don't have to be graceful, it- though. By the way, you can. Be, you can. Okay. I'm not saying you're going to like, feel all like I'm fine. This is great. And it's like, like talking when we talk about jealousy. But with that's like, what you did with. So, for instance, the 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 number at the restaurant. This is a perfect example. What we were just talking about. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's a perfect example because you said before you're like, look, he might have a girlfriend, but he's attractive, and oh. you just wrote down like, uh, like I don't remember what you wrote. It was a small note, and you ex- you were like, I am not expecting anything, but I'm putting myself out there because there was a vibe. What's the worst that could happen? I feel feelings. And that's actually a safe mm-hmm. way. Not that you have to hit on servers. Uh, but like that is a safer way because if no one ever rings you or calls you or texts you after you leave your number, that's a safe way to feel slow uh, steps to rejection. So I didn't mean to, but that yeah, is a good example. I can go I down a rabbit hole like, oh my God, they didn't call me. But like, right. They don't fucking know me. I have a lady at the table who paid the bill, who wrote a number. It could have been me. I, I was a lady with the dog too. He didn't know. I, I wrote, I'm the one with the blonde hair. Oh yeah. That's right. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's pretty spot on for you. That one works. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. No, that's sorry, oh, Cass. Oh, you go. Nope. Okay. I've been talking over you this whole time. (laughs) I also really like what you said about practicing because when I think about putting myself out there, the, my biggest fear and the reason I don't is because I'm scared. Somebody's going to say, no, thank you. Even if they say it nicely, I'm, I'm very sensitive and I have not practiced being rejected. Um, so I think that that would be very, very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't want to do it at all. I don't want to do it at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are, and like, this is how I'll close out my single chapter. Um, what are your favorite pickup lines to use to get someone chatting with you? Um, okay. So I was la- laughing just nice now because. shoes, want to fuck. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I knew I, what April was going to say. I was going to say frat boy. I always go frat boy just to be, to break the ice. Have you actually said you know, that though? 
I have said that to a guy and he did think that I wanted to fuck him. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've been like, cool shoes. And then he was like, oh my God, yes. I'm like, whoa. You're like, wait easy. a second. <laughs> yeah. Too I'm far. sorry. Keep going. You can say nice <laughs> shoes want to make out. <laughs> it, only if you really want to make out. Yes, that's a good, that's oh, yeah, a great but... angle. Yeah. You have to <laughs> actually like feel that way. So don't yeah. do that if you're like not into the make out. Yeah. So I, the example I used at the gym, right, was, so let's take away the whole like get, to get comfortable with rejection. Gonna, you're going to go and approach someone. Um, I'm all about really engaging with the person. Same thing with online dating. Like how can you, if you're going to say something to them, how can you engage with them in a way that's like, I see you and I don't know all of you, but I see you. So not like, Hi, you know, like you want it to be something that is, is is expressing. I'm interested in talking to you, but not overly like, hey, what's up? Can I get on your bones? Or so, <laughs> you know, how do you? So how do you do that? And I like the very simple, and you can do it, you know, at a bar, at a gym, at a coffee shop, at the grocery store, and just like, hey, I noticed you from across the way. Like I said this earlier, uh, my name's Amy. What's your name? But go in prepared for like what you're going to say next, uh, maybe. And mm. so, and what, so what I like to do is gauge something about them that you, you know, if you're, if you feel like you need something in your arsenal of what to say, something about them that you've also noticed that you want to talk about again, not like you have really big tits. And I like them, but, <laughs> but I mean, that you do you, um, do but you. more so like, um, say it is at a coffee shop and it's a coffee shop that you go to every Friday or something. You can start with sharing about you. I come here every Friday and you're not like I come here often, but you know, is this your first time here or is this like somewhere that you come? Are you here for work? Like, what are you, you know, what are you here for? Just like showing that you're interested in getting to know them. Uh, and I think this is a lot applies a lot more to like penis owning folks in the heterosexual world hitting on vulva owning folks. So men hitting on women generally, um, where we want to feel more like, wait, it's, you're not just trying to fuck me, right? Like you, yeah. you see me. <laughs> I'm safe and you want to talk? Yeah. But even <laughs> like me hitting on a dude and I'm saying, if I'm just like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Nice to see you. I, they, they're, I'm not giving them any material to work with to even mm. ask me questions to feel like there's, I'm putting all this pressure of like, let's just figure it out, make it awkward. So how can I also engage with people that opens up an opportunity for them to feel safer to engage with me. And that's curiosity, uh, but genuine, authentic curiosity, not bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. The curiosity part is so big. Have you ever been out, if, either of you, I know that Cass is married. Um, have you been out on dates where people, they talk about themselves and they don't ask a lot of questions. And then it's almost, almost, in my opinion, rude, where you're like, whoa, you're taking up a lot of space right now. And um, I'm I'm a great listener. Right. And I'm speaking like I was Emma right now. I'm a great listener. <laughs> and I've just been sitting here and um, you don't even know about me. So I think the curiosity piece that Amy just spoke to and that can carry over into long-term relationships, staying curious, because there's one thing about actively listening in friendships, in partnerships. And when you are engaged with what someone is saying and not checking your phone or, or, uh, what, whatever's chinging off in your, in your, you know, the noises, the notifications that your phone's making, and you can really drop in, there's something to say about how important that can make someone else feel. Yeah. And, mm -hmm just exchanging conversations and not having the 80-20 rule, which goes 
over so many different areas of conversating specifically, but if you are the one speaking 80% of the time, and this can go for no matter what gender, um, you know, you're rocking, uh, what genitals you're rocking. Um, (laughs) that's like something to take into consideration, like listen and listen 80% of the time, speak 20. So there's just this balance of conversation that can be so helpful And the only other thing that I wanted to add to this that has been for me in the past, um, people that I have ruled out as a possible partner, possible hookup, um, that they were persistent, not creepy, but persistent, meaning like I've, however that was, there were, there were, there were different, um, there were different forms of this, right? But um, I painted this picture of you. That was really cool. Um, And that, and then people that just would hit me up like, you're just awesome. Would you, would you go out to a coffee with me at some point? Or if not, I'm really great. Uh, I want to be friends. I'm really great just having this friendship with you. I just think you're such a lovely person. The persistence though, after, after a while, it wasn't beating me down, but I was like, wow, this person really sees me. And they would bring up different, different facts about me that they, that they remembered about things we had talked about. And that persistence made me feel special. And my love language is I love feeling fucking special. So, um, (laughs) they didn't know that at the time because I, I tried not to give out too much information about myself. Um, and that was something that really did nail it for, for, um, giving them a try eventually. So Mm -hmm. persistence can go a long way. Um, as long as it's not, um, you know, you know, you know, you know, you don't want to just like be overkill where they're there's, like, there's I told you no, and now like, you're waiting out by my trunk. Yeah. That's, um, that's yeah. weird. No, Coercion that never and creepy is a yeah. different thing from persistence. I, <laughs> hopefully I'm explaining myself well, but yeah. there was no creepiness felt like it was, it felt really, yeah. it felt really nice. Yeah. Being curious with your questions is huge. I feel like as you were saying about um, the date where no one asked me a question, uh, correct. I was on one of those recently, and it like every time he asked me a question, he let me answer for like this long, and then it would be his response and wrapping it back to him, and then it would end with basketball every time. I don't know how he got there every single question. Always I go balls. 80, 20. Yeah. I always oh. I say that to people, my friends. I'm like 80, 20, bro. Yeah, and they're, they're like, what are you it. talking about? And I'm like. Like, oh, if you up. listen, maybe you would know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then it's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> and that might be sound <laughs> passive aggressive, but if they would have given me a chance to say something, I do that to my friends now. I'm like, I'm trying to help you. Not Amy, but I'm just like, pretend, but like yeah. sometimes my friends, my friends' husbands, and I'm like, bro, 80, 20, you've been talking a lot, wrapping it back <laughs> yeah. around to yourself right wrap now. Wrap it up, wrap it up, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> Time is ticking now. <laughs> Those were amazing tips, great ways to start conversations and keep it going as well. And then I love wrapping it up with persistence. Those are great. Mm-hmm. All right. That is the end of my singles uh, berating of questions. And I would love to get into long-term relationships. So Cass, you go. <laughs> I feel like all of those things are super applicable in long-term yeah. relationships, my relationship included. The main thing that I thought of when I was like, what do I want to know about putting myself out there in my relationship is why is it still fucking hard, even though I've known this person for so fucking long and I've seen every square inch of their body and like I've done every embarrassing thing in front of them. Why is it still hard to put myself out there sometimes? Like, shouldn't it be fucking easy by now? No, and you're lucky it's not because you'd be bored as fuck. <laughs> oh, ooh. Uh, I, yeah, it's so 
I think one of the beauties of long-term relationships is uh, that we feel safe and like, oh, I see you. I got, I've seen every square inch of your body. Although, have you seen inside the asshole? Just wondering. Uh, like Do the actual asshole. Yeah. That's <laughs> up to you. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's that part of like, oh, I got you. I feel safe. I feel secure here. So like, it should everything should feel uh, easier, or um, like I get you more, or I should feel less fear in sharing myself, or making requests, or talking about things that feel heavy and challenging. Um, and I, I think that one of the um, challenges with long term relationships is that we buy into that, you know, we buy into that belief. It should be easier. It should be this. It should be that. It's not true, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We can habituate and feel safe with people and more free to be us. Um, but if you, if you already felt like it was hard to communicate about sex or love or relationships or whatever with your partner and you never worked on it, just being in a long-term relationship doesn't make it easier. So like there's, there's that piece there of, of learning how to communicate about the things that are really hard to communicate. You know, that's really scary to share and then practicing that with your partner. And that might, that in itself might not change it forever, right? You might have to continue practicing that and you might have other hurdles that feel even more scary to share with your, with your partner and to, um, you know, repair or uncover. Um, and that's just, that's just relationships. But I think that's a really good thing. I think it's a good thing to feel some sort of like, oh, wow, there's still feelings here that are not just like super easy. You know, super easy is like flannel PJs and like, I don't need to connect with you anymore because I, I got this. And and I love flannel PJs, everyone. I'm not judging you, but I think people <laughs> take their partners for granted often in long-term relationships. And there's something really good and yet like challenging about um, feeling still a little on edge about sharing yourself or asking for what you want. That's so I also want to add the mystery is so important in relationships. And when you feel like, you know, every square inch of your partner or, you know, oh, well, they're going to do this because this just happened, especially in the bedroom that can get really the monotony can really just be a a, a relationship killer, a bedroom killer, uh, an intimacy killer. And we're always our desire is always evolving, right? And this is something that's exciting, but like the the attraction to folks biologically, like scientifically, like biologically, we need that obstacle and that mystery to uh, to continue the desire flow, to make things um, exciting still. And that's why trying new things, the novelty uh, and talking about them can be exciting. You're learning new pieces of your partner. There's no way you'll ever know every single thing about your partner. I mean, I it's impossible. We're so, like, there's just no way. I sometimes don't even know everything about my fucking self where I'm like, whoa, really? Oh, sometimes? I, yeah. t- <laughs> totally. So it, even when I think I know myself so well. Uh, and that's, that's why long-term relationships can be long-term and fun and, and they can evolve together. Um, and it's okay if sometimes you're scared still. I think what Amy said is great. It's like that, that piece of, it's a good thing. That piece of, you're like, you're not sitting here saying I'm bored Mm -hmm. and I'm so over it. Uh, you're still, there's still, it's fucking hard to um, also want to put yourself out there with your partner because there's fear of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, what are they going to say if I talk about this fantasy that I've had for a long time? I don't even know if I want to go into that fantasy. However, what I I still, I, I, 
I get shy about talking about some of my fantasies with my partner or or sharing like some of my, you she know. She just finally watched par- porn with her partner for the first time. They've been here for six years. They just did it finally. <laughs> it was, it's awesome. I was like, you would put that in our shared calendar. I'm so proud yeah. of her. Well, <laughs> and so because, not because he's always open to it, but I'm like, no, it's like my, it's my private time, right? It's like my personal thing. It's like my naughty little guilty pleasure that there's nothing guilty or naughty about it to me, but it was my thing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. so there's certain... There's certain aspects, but that's six plus years later, six and a half years, almost seven years later, um, finally happened. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, taught. So when you're like full on fucking flannel PJs, if you're at that point and you want to broach that, you want to try the new things, you want to bring the spice back, like how do you put yourself out there to do that? Like what are the first steps to so initiate we- that? So yeah, in in our book we talk a lot a lot about communication in in our book uh, because it's pretty much the the answer to every sex question we get, but not the only one. There's other pieces there, but it's almost always a part of it. Uh, and so it's about learning how to communicate your wants, needs, and desires in a way that feels safe and maybe less triggering for all parties involved. Um, so coming, so like when we, we talk about the difference between small asks and big asks in our book, a small ask could be something like when your partner's kissing you and you would like, you know, something a little bit more, a little less tongue, say that, but you don't be like, ew, it's so much tongue. You've always kissed me so much time so gross stop it more like so you make a small ask in that moment that's like oh my god I, and you'll it's in our book we have a little like a formula for which april calls a shit sandwich but it's it's a, a little bit like you know I, I i just love kissing you and what i would love even more is if we could save our tongues for like really special moments or something like that whereas a big ask is a little bit like so i'm really thinking about non-monogamy or um we don't have sex enough we need to have more sex things like that that are, are, are can be a little more heavy and triggering we also have something called the connect formula which is in our book which is taken from a lot of different modalities it's not just ours but we put them all together on how to speak to uh, everything from like start to end of hard challenging scary conversations how to talk to your partner coming back to what you said though so i'm in the flannels and i want to <laughs> you know step out of the flannels. sexy flannels Can yeah. we get some sexy, whatever hey, whatever I your cut off version. one of the legs yeah. like, yeah. well so my answer was not going to be cut like off the pirate, legs okay. and flannels but yeah I was just take the flannels off problem solved um but you want to start to have the conversation of like I my guess is you're saying like kind of more more connection more aliveness more newness more like sexiness of some sort whatever that is between two people one don't do it in the bedroom uh when you're like having sex or like even like laying down to go to sleep is it's a even if you're in your flannels and it's not sexy time do it outside in a place where people are not in a hurry they're in good spirits uh and and you feel like there's there's an openness to sharing this and this again it goes coincides with the connect formula um to know that it's risky and it's scary, but there could be really good stuff on the other side of scary and risky because if you don't do that, here's here's what you often experience is numbness, dullness, like you're losing yourself. You're losing a part of your life or a huge portion of your life because you don't want to do the scary or edgy thing. So, so like that's that like get comfortable with the uncomfortable and that doesn't have to be like, you know, panic freaking the fuck out uncomfortable, <laughs> but more like, I can handle this and I'm not going to like, you know, need to like see my therapist tomorrow. Um, and so, so it's more like, okay, but, but it's edgy and, and seeing like that there could be good stuff on the other side. Also don't take it so seriously in a way that it has to be perfect. Like I know we have a formula in our book, the connect formula is brilliant. You should buy our book and, and grab it because it's awesome. But also 
it's not a perfect science. We don't do that all the time. We And I won't go deep in the story, but I just had sex with someone new, you know, a week or two ago where I didn't practice that. I could have totally utilized that. So it's, it's just like, it is a choose your own adventure. It's a <laughs> choose your own pleasure path and to not think of doing it perfectly. Uh, and every little practice counts. Like every time you try a little part of opening up to your partner and like, I want to take these flannels off and just fuck you. Or someday I'd like you to just come home and like unbutton my flannels really slowly and pull my flannel pants off and then just ravish me. You know, that those little ways of just like suggesting things, even if it doesn't happen right away, but you get like, let's start with just unbuttoning the top. I'll keep the pants on and just like ravish. Or me, let's but, li- yeah. listen to erotica yeah. and let's do what with flannels the, on. What the ero- with let's dry hump in our flannels. Yeah. Instead flannels. of watching Netflix and hanging out on the couch in our flannels, can we turn on this erotica app and listen to a story and see what happens? and make it playful. It doesn't have to be serious. I am not serious. As we said before, uh, sexy and, and serious are hard for me. Uh, I, I bring play into a lot of things. And so bringing play in, um, do you remember Cass, when you first got together with your partner, all of the sexy things that would turn you on about that person where before the flannels or maybe she's nodding. She says yes. And I don't know (laughs) if flannels are really a thing, but if there's things that, that you can tap back into or, and and this goes for everyone. Cause I don't think that you're saying directly that you and your partner just sit in flannels and watch Netflix every day. Um, I highly doubt that. However, I know comfort is so nice and I want to, it's it's starting to get cold out where we live. You want to eat like some really warm, comforting food and sit and, and it's darker, longer and, and just be relaxed and chill. It's, it's a, it's a hard world out there. It's a cold, cold world. And sometimes your partner can bring you just that satisfaction, that warmth, that at home feeling, which brings me to what I'm getting at. Cause I love what Amy said too. It's, it's like, it's okay that those things exist, but tap into what you remember when you first got together. And if it's hard, go through some fucking pictures or make a list, right? Some people just start to detest their partners. And, um, and that's, that's, that's hard, right. To come back from when you just are like, Oh, every, like, I've just had friends who are like, his chewing's just annoying me. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> let's go backwards a little bit. So um, your partner can't fulfill every single role. You can't be a parent, a best friend, a lover, a business partner, your therapist, your, right, your, your companion for travel and, and, or they can't just um, also be, I mean, they can, they could just be like, uh, you're going to be a compartmentalized fuck boy when I come home from work. Okay. Cause that's, <laughs> that's what hot. I want. That's and hot. that could be hot, but you could work out these boundaries. But I think it's important to realize assuming or, uh, or, or wanting your partner to fill every single role is dangerous and it won't happen. And once they get stuck in that role in your brain too, where you're like, well, this is just this is, this is my dude that I, that I eat popcorn with and I'm comfortable with, and I want to just Mac and cheese it and watch some rom-coms. That's okay. But if you want to fuck and you want things to get hot, then you're going to have to learn how to just ease that in together, right? Ease it in together. So, um, I don't know if that made sense, but that was like where my, like, that was what I was channeling for this. Cause I've been there where I'm like, I just want to cozy up. I don't want to fuck right now. I just want to be held. I just want to add real quick. And I'll, I won't say, make this long, but to what April said, how about like the Netflix and chill, rom-com, mac and cheese, cozy up, flannel, whatever your version of that is. 
is not the everyday thing. And that's the special thing. Ooh, yeah. That's the yeah, treat that you get. Nice. You get that on the Friday and Saturday night instead of the, okay, now it's finally date night. You know, what if all the other nights are a little bit more, maybe they're not all date night, that's but there's a good a, one chip. Yeah. yeah high five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what if, and, and like, I know if you have kids and you're busy, it's a little different or you're tired, you're stressed, maybe you're having health issues and, and, or like, you know, you're financially strapped and it's like, you're, you know, it's different for everyone's experience. But like, I think we just get stuck in our patterns. Like, Reverse the pattern. Try something different. Ooh, I love that. Also, I've never heard flannel so many times in Dirty Talk, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> now you want to go buy flannels, right? <laughs> what you were saying about getting really comfy and feeling very at home, like that is a routine that I get mm-hmm. into. It's just feeling so comfortable that it's like, eh, it's easier just not to have sex. But I don't it's, I don't want to let myself do that because I also really do like sex, which is probably obvious by the fact that I host a sex podcast. <laughs> um, so how do I like, you know, assuming we've had those big conversations or we've had that big conversation, how do I make each day feel sexier? Like what are little things that you can do throughout the day to like tease or little bids that you can do throughout the day to just make the overall relationship feel a little more fiery. I think tapping into love language is a really, it's an old concept that still has very modern um, principles and practices that can be evolved and learning if you know what your partner's love language is. My partner's is quality time, which is unfortunate when I'm traveling for like book tour stuff. I'm like, hey, so what, making people feel special. A lot of folks just want to know that they're appreciated and loved in their relationships, but also you could send out sexy uh, uh, texts if you're unavailable uh, or in the same area, if you're working a lot or you're busy, um, texts or I don't know, if you're into photos, you could do photos, but you could kind of uh, leave some uh, imagine- imaginative trails of what you want to happen later to be like, I just got this new sex toy and I was thinking about you when I, I put it on my vulva or I can't wait to use this when I get home. Um, there are, I mean, this, this particular question could actually be about 17 hours long because <laughs> there are endless, endless things you can do and spicing up the sex life and helping folks know that when they're in a partnership, that they're still wanted and valued. And there's still like this, this like excitement brewing to get down with each other that can be hot, but you have to leave the bread crumb trail right or the sex gum trail whatever sex you want to say the sex gum trail snail trails <laughs> snail trail uh, so if that's going to be uh that's going to be a, a rubik's cube of what works for you and what you know about your partner so my partner for instance doesn't have social media um I don't really ever send him pictures. I know that he loves quality time. So I will send him just text messages as I'm on a trip or that I'm thinking about him that um, he turns me on. I know that he loves also words of affirmation. So I'll, I'll send him things like that and he'll do the same for me. Uh, and I think some people love gifts. So I got this feather that I found when I was on this trip that I can use to tickle you with later. Or mm-hmm. there's just, just different little nuances. Emma's like tickling things. you a lot and barf. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I said you have to sort of customize it. Make it bespoke to your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why the one size fits all approach is mm-hmm. not going to be for everyone. And Shameless Sex, the book, we I mean, we have 350 plus podcasts, but the book kind of compiles a lot of this uh really incredible these incredible avenues that are um out there of things that you how how you can keep that fire burning and keep things hot and sexy and and um how you can really tap into um 
what what your lover wants, I think that is something that you could you could change as you go and then talk about what's working, what's not make lists of things like an adventure sex seeking list or Ooh, something fun. um or a menu like this is a menu that you're curating like a 12 course okay. dinner of, of sex right <laughs> um and try these new positions so i'm really rambling different things because that's such a vast question that i'm like ooh, well and this. But, I, I have an yes, addition please, to that just as, just like is it totally goes with what you're saying because you, earlier you said that yeah, that um, you love sex, you know, you want to have sex with your partner more, but it's like sometimes it's just like not, you know, you're like, I'd rather go to sleep or something. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of sex? Oh, good is question. sex yeah. penetration? Is it like, is it have to last a half an hour, 20 minutes? Does it have to have orgasms? I think that's a lot of fucking pressure mm-hmm. to say when we're sexual or intimate, it has to happen a certain way. And I think that that actually can kill sex drives or make people um, resistant to each other when they feel like it needs to go a certain way or it's the same way every time. So I think another way to spice it up going with, uh, you know, coinciding with what every, everything April sharing is have times where you just kiss, you just make out, you just snuggle, you just hug, you just grab an ass as long as it's consensual. You know, you just give a, like some sort of massage that's like somewhat erotic. You just do oral sex and it doesn't go to penetrative sex. Or you, I don't know, you turn all the lights off and you pretend like there's a glory hole and you're sucking a dick through like a curtain or something. I don't know. <laughs> Unleash you know, your wild beast. Yeah, but like in trying, front of each other. trying all these I'm things. I'm a lemur. So sex does, I think a lot of people when they get in, especially in the heterosexual world, you get in this like, okay, we start we start making out on the first day and the second day. Or maybe you fucked on the first day. I don't know. The basis. But you, oh, yeah, but you get to the fucking and all of a sudden you, a lot of people assume that when we have sex, I'm doing air quotes, it means orgasms and penetration um, or at least touching genitals. And to me, and I think April agrees, and I think it's in our book. If once you broaden what sex can be, and it's really helpful to do that for yourself, but also with, with get curious about what your partner thinks sex is. I've worked with clients where they have different definitions of sex and they had no idea. Mm. One is like, oh yeah, no making out is sex. And I was like, making out is not sex. I have to have an orgasm if you're touching my cock. <laughs> and like, oh, okay, this is interesting material. Let's put these together and figure out like how we can broaden them, but also meet each other. It's actually quite interesting to actually have that conversation with your partner that you know so well. Because mm. a lot of What's times sex to you. They I know lots of penis owners that are like, what do you mean? I never had sex like i just like finger bang put my tongue in her asshole and That's went extreme. down in her for, for you know two hours and she sucked my cock we didn't have sex and i was like good that like sex to me. okay yeah so you're like wow yeah. so it's 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 quite yeah. riveting to learn you're like what? okay i want to meet that guy he's right. awesome <laughs> good lord we were actually just talking about that with another uh guest stella harris she was talking about defining words when you're having conversations with a partner, with like a potential like sex partner or even just friends, whatever, but constantly defining words that could be defined differently between the two people and how vast the definitions can be when you approach it from two completely different human beings. So great point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun practice. I really like just kind of going back to what we were talking about with rejection and practicing that, I really like the idea of just putting putting myself out there in little ways throughout the day. So sending that text or that picture or saying something, because then it doesn't feel like it has to wait for these big sexual yeah. events, which can feel like a lot of pressure because it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to put myself out there at all for the next three <laughs> days. And then that night I am going to go all out and say everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> and that's just a lot. And that's how I build it up in my head. So 
I think. And those are the nights where you yeah. where you actually get a stomach ache yeah. or something. You're yeah. like, God damn it. Or you're exhausted. Now I have to yeah. wait another week because, exactly. right? I'm yeah. serious. That's like the, the universe giving you those signals. You're like, I, the little things. Yeah. And I want to totally. just add to that. If you're the partner who, um, okay, so this is common again in heterosexual relationships and especially, um, you know, making this like a, a gender thing, but like a lot of vulva owning folks experiencing this with their penis owning folks where um, they feel this pressure that once like they kiss, that has to go to this other place. But it might not actually be true. You might be making that up in your head. It might also be true. It might also be true. But you might be making up this head that your partner expects this. So you can't actually just do A, B, and C and you don't can't go to D at all the, to Z or whatever. Um, and so like check, in about these express this like hey when when we this is my this is my thing okay i don't even know if it's true so make it about you like your own thing when we kiss i tell myself oh my god we have to do all these other things and then i feel this resistance and i want to pull away but i want to engage with you but i don't always want to have sex is it just my own story <laughs> ah, am i crazy you know like make it this this open-ended like silly playful whatever sharing you might be pleasantly surprised they're like i would love to just make out with you for 15 minutes and then snuggle and go to sleep or say good night have a sandwich you know it's it, like you you don't know we just assume especially in long-term relationships we make so many assumptions about this person we've known for so long but like april said we don't we don't you'll never fully know them and you'll never fully know yourself and that's beautiful Absolutely. My partner and I, rec not recently, like a couple years ago, had a very similar conversation like that, talking about what sex was and what, f like how we did just want to make out sometimes, or we did just want to do this, that, and the other. And it's just made it so much more fun and there's so much less pressure, but we both came in which, with such different sexual scripts. And I feel like this story isn't painting him in the best light, but that's okay. He's a very he nice sounds human awesome. being. You, just uh, that you can have those conversations. I'm well, like, yes. I haven't said the bad part. Um, <laughs> but like one of the very first times that we were like really making out, like literally very first time, he's like, oh, do you have a condom? And I was like, what? <laughs> about i don't even know you at all like for my um, tongue where where yeah. is this going for my finger uh, um and i was like no and we don't need one because we're not doing anything that would require one ever. at all your hands need to stay above your head um <laughs> i cannot picture like this all the time yeah. oh my god time. like a roller coaster fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. yeah um and it was totally fine and we laughed it off um but so it's funny. just we came in with such different ideas of what needed to happen the first time we made out. And it's like it just I don't know. It's so nice to talk about those things and let it be playful and silly when somebody says something stupid. <laughs> um, like, do you have a condom the first time we kiss? <laughs> or brings in a weird yeah. sexual script. You'd be like, that, that was really cute that you wanted to whip the condom out right away. That was like, <laughs> so like good I would have commended him for having a condom. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah. All right, you just went up three notches in my brain for still having a banging. condom on you. We're still not banging. <laughs> not banging. Right. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that was amazing. I feel like we hit so many different bases. Thank you so much for answering all of our left to right A to Z questions. Um, that was so great. Where, I mean, this is a silly question because you guys are an amazing, very well-known sex podcast. Where can everyone keep connecting with you after the show and a little bit more about where your book is coming out? All right. Well, this was actually really just so fun because your questions, uh, they were thought provoking mm -hmm. and I, I love the different perspectives of, of the single and the long term. 
pieces because it really does cover a lot of bases. And so thank you because I am actually really energized <laughs> by this conversation. That makes us happy. Um, and so I appreciate you both. Uh, so shameless sex, we, um, we have so many episodes, 300 plus, 350 plus episodes at this point, anywhere podcasts are listened to. It's, it's a free resource. Um, and I really do consider podcasting like the last like free speech mechanism that's available for all, uh, because it kind of is. So, um, Check us out, and we we love other sex podcasters, um, and so many great ones are coming. I just love all of the information out there. So Shameless Sex Podcast on on TikTok. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Shameless Sex Podcast, and uh, our book, which is called Shameless Sex, and it's a choose basically it's a choose your own pleasure path to unlock the sex life you've been waiting for. But you can find it under Shameless Sex, and it's anywhere books are sold. We are recommending as because we're in the world of sex, right? You all are too. And your listeners out there, you probably like listening to sex podcasts if you're listening to this. However, a lot of folks either don't listen to podcasts or they don't really know where to explore when it comes to the world of sexuality and sex and relationships and intimacy. So by buying uh, the and pre-ordering Shameless Sex, the book, uh, a hardcover on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, at your local bookshop, um, that helps us make the list and pre-ordering before November 14th when the launch date is. So if you pre-order today, I don't know when this episode will come out, but we're recording this mid-October. Or at least by the 21st, but November 14th, even but, better. Yeah. But yes, but by it'll be shipping November 14th, but we have a free gift for anybody that's exclusive. And all you have to do is go to shamelesssex.com um, where you can find all the plethora of episode access if you want to navigate that and a little bit more about Amy and I as humans um, and some of our other offerings. Uh, but there's a big picture of the book. You can click on that. That and then you just uh, send us uh, your proof of purchase and you will receive a really beautifully made free workshop that's provocative, but it's about spicing up your sex life. It's us in lingerie. And okay. It's, it's Amy and I. Um, <laughs> Demoing. And yeah, but we're, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good. We've taught so many workshops in our, in our careers. And so we wanted to give um, something special to folks that pre-ordered because it's twenty eight ninety five, but that can be a lot of money for folks. Um, right now on Instagram, we're doing a contest just until November 13th. And so if you pre-order the book uh, and if you pre-order several copies, because I think everyone in my family and everyone in my family's 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 family uh, are all getting copies because I, I'm like, you all need to buy this and it's amazing. And, and I it's going to help y'all. It'll help Come the world. But, uh, for every copy, hardcover copy you buy, um, we're giving away like a thousand dollars worth of not only sex toys and lube, which we're known for, but um but amazing sheets from Cozy Earth. We're giving away uh, OMGS, uh, Calm subscription, Dipsy, amongst uh, Tushy, like a bidet for your A bum. bidet, a bidet. Um, and we had you at bidet. Yeah, yeah. And some, even some, even some CBD and THC gummies. So go on to Instagram and uh, check out that because we'll be posting uh, our countdown. And um, yes, thank you again for having Shameless Sex on the show, and to all your listeners, yeah, thank you. Um, for having us. Mm -hmm. Three, two, my mind went completely blank. All I have in my head is the Sabrina Carpenter song, Light as a Feather, or like Feather. I was almost about to do like a punchline to open up the outro and then... Oh. It was just her concert in my head. <laughs> and then we were there. Yep. Um, 
So I want to, you back now? I'm back now. I'm putting myself out there as a Sabrina fan, I guess. And also, thank you so much, Amy and April, for being on the podcast today, promoting your new book, and telling us how to really push ourselves out there, single, in relationships. Love it. Thank you to our listeners for hanging out. Uh, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can rate us on Spotify. You can leave a written review. Who should leave a written review? Give us some names. Mm, great. Um, I'm going to say Christopher, Jezebel, Tony, and Nadia. All right. There mm-hmm. you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> Wait, I have a funny thing. I saw, okay. <laughs> I saw a funny meme about like changing people's uh, nicknames mm-hmm. in like ways that we abbreviate people's names. And for Christopher, it was just stop <laughs> because stop is right in the middle of Christopher. <laughs> I love that. So I thought those were silly. Next dog you get, name it Christopher and stop. Stop. Will be. <laughs> do you want to hear another funny one? I do. Okay. Lay him on me. Um, Spread them on me thick. Jennifer is Niffer. <laughs> Elizabeth is Zabe. Jonathan is Anath. Christopher, stop. Hannah, nah. Brooklyn is Ookley. <laughs> Some of those are very cool, though. I know. I kind of like Ookley. Um, I also like nah because it makes me think of... Um, 1015. 1015. Yeah. yeah. So I love nah. Brandon is Rando. And Theodore is Odor. <laughs> I like odor. I was just thinking, what could I call you? But it would be Ma. Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. So I'll just start calling you Ma. I love it. Um, You'll be my Na, but my Ma. You're just ass. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Or Ka. Ka? Or or I could call you Dra. Ass and Ma. Ass and Ma. Ma ass. There we go. Oh, so that means poop and toots are out. Oh, sorry. Scoot over. My ass is in the building. (laughs) This could be so good. (laughs) This is great for us. Um, Oh, that's really So that's how you can refer to us from here on out. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Toodaloo, motherfucker. Bye. Bye. Hey. I I cannot apologize more. I'm deeply sorry. (laughs) Can we do that one more time, please? Yeah. I'll allow it this time. One, two, three. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.